Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to this week's edition of Fantasy Warfare Tournament. We are just six weeks away from WrestleMania, a two-night event happening on April 10th and 11th. You'll be able to catch that on WWE Network here in Canada and, and the rest of the world, for that matter, and also, I guess, on Peacock Network exclusively in the United States. But we are going to celebrate WrestleMania and do a whole bunch of different styles of tournaments this month, focusing on individuals, uh, some matches, tag teams. Uh, the last uh, couple of ones are going to be finding our own uh, Mr. WrestleMania and what is the best WrestleMania. So stay tuned for the six weeks of WrestleMania. want to thank everybody for watching us on YouTube and Facebook and also catching the audio version on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. We are part of the Ontario Independent Wrestling uh, Podcast Network and also the Johnners Network in the UK. So welcome everybody, whether you're in Ontario, throughout Canada, or over in the UK. Uh, if you're new to the Fantasy Warfare Tournament, we take a subject, find 16 uh, items in that subject, and break it all down and find the best of the best. And to do that, we need odd numbers to be uh, in the show and you're always welcome to be a part of it. Definitely contact us, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. You'll be able to see all the ways of connecting with us down at the bottom right now. And we need to bring in our panel, which consists of Stephen O'Neill in Toronto. Hello, Stephen. Hello. How are you today? Cold. I mean, t tomorrow's supposed to be warm. So warm. We already know we break the fourth wall. I, uh, Recording it, it on a really Tuesday, cold. and it'll be out Wednesday evening. It was really but, cold here. It was like minus 20 degrees with the wind chill, so it sucked. But, I mean, it's supposed to get really nice here, and it's been one of those weeks. I'm excited, though, for the WrestleMania start of our road to WrestleMania. We'll have five or six different individual tournaments for WrestleMania. So... I'm excited. Yep. And our third uh, member of the panel is in Niagara Falls as Jonesy. How are you tonight? I'm doing fantastic. And if I was sponsored, I'd be sponsored by Krispy Kreme. Very nice. You'd be surprised, Jonesy. That's the one spot I have not gone since I moved into Toronto a year ago is Krispy Kreme. Oh. I think Toronto's about the only place that has one left. Maybe up in uh, Ajax. Uh, uh, Oshawa area, I think there might be still one, but uh, in Pickering, but definitely not down here in southwestern Ontario. So if you're near one, go for it. Why not? Uh, but you're enjoying some Timmy's. I got a cherry cola from Circle K. So we all have a beverage tonight. And Stephen, you want to tell everybody what our subject is? Because I forgot to. So this is. Well, what WWE called, named Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. So he has 17 WrestleMania matches. So we broke it down. We have, this is a unique tournament because we don't normally, normally we do 16. This is, we're doing 17 because we're actually going to do a match to qualify into the round of 16. Um, so I'm excited. Do we have a video or no Yeah, video? we have a video. Uh, just to touch on that one. Because Shawn Michaels has 17, it was hard to go which one has to come out. If it was somebody with 22 
and more, then you could go, okay, let's narrow it down to 16 and just uh, play that. But to select one and pull it out wasn't really going to work. Um, and oddly enough, the with the way the uh, bracket builder that we use with uh, Bracket HQ, it actually put the two back-to-back -back Undertaker matches in the qualifier. Totally random. I had nothing to do with it. I just put in the names of the uh, matches and the year that they were, and that's what it did. So I was originally going to see what happened and pull one of those matches out, but because they matched up against each other, it's perfect to start off with that and then get into the tournament, which I will break down after we see our video to show our matchups. break it down so our qualifying match to get into the round of 16 is um sean michaels versus undertaker at wrestlemania 26 uh versus undertaker versus sean michaels at wrestlemania 25 the winner of that will then slide into that open bracket uh taking on the rockers versus the twin towers at wrestlemania 5 uh then match two is austin versus uh michaels at wrestlemania 14 uh, next match is Bret Hart versus Michaels at WrestleMania 12. Uh, then we have uh, at WrestleMania 9, Tatanka versus Shawn Michaels. At WrestleMania 21, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. The next match is uh, at WrestleMania 22 versus Mr. McMahon. And that's taking on at WrestleMania 8, Tito Santana. The next match is... Um, at WrestleMania 7, we called them the Faces of Fear because that's basically what they're known as. Versus at WrestleMania 23 versus John Cena. Uh, the next match is the triple threat match from WrestleMania 20, Hunter, Benoit, and Michaels. And it's taking on the ladder match from WrestleMania 10 versus Razor Ramon. The next matchup is from uh, WrestleMania 11 versus Diesel versus WrestleMania 19 versus Chris Jericho. And the final to round this out is from WrestleMania 24 versus Ric Flair versus um, WrestleMania 6, the Orient Express. 
Yes, there's a lot of talking on this one. But we I don't know how much it. there will be. Uh, depends. Uh, some of them, you know, weren't overly charismatic, should I say, or like stand outish. Um, somehow he earned the title of Rus uh, Mr. WrestleMania, but I'm pretty sure that's uh, due to his second half of his career. Uh, Jonesy, your thoughts before we dive in? Uh, yeah, definitely. He's not Mr. WrestleMania, at least not in my mind. Uh, if you look at his win and losses, he is 6-11. He's only won 6 out of 11 of his matches. Uh, yes, there's some, great match there's some great matches there, but uh, there's been many other great matches by other people. Yeah, uh, and we might even break down some of those uh, as we go along uh, this month of March. But uh, let's dive into the qualifier, I guess uh, we're calling it. And that is Undertaker and Undertaker. Uh, so I want to do a little bit of a reverse order because of uh, why they ended up coming out. I'm going to do uh, WrestleMania 25, uh, taking on Undertaker. Uh, it started off with Shawn Michaels and JBL in a feud uh, over his name and everything. Finally, uh the blow-off match was to determine who was going to face Undertaker at WrestleMania. Sean ended up uh, getting that uh, honor by beating JBL and then Vladimir Kozlov. Finally, it made it to uh, Taker. They teamed together, uh, won a match, I believe, over uh, JBL and uh, Kozlov. But then Sean ended up uh, attacking Undertaker. They uh, started playing mind games with each other all the way to WrestleMania. The match itself... It started off with Sean coming from the heavens, all in white and smoke and everything, in Undertaker garb, but white version, and Undertaker coming up from the uh, ground with flames and his uh, traditional lighting and sound and all that. So they definitely were out to uh, outdo each other in a way. And that match itself went totally back and forth. A lot of uh, tombstones, blast rides. Super kicks, uh, moonsaults, I saw moonsaults from the outside through tables. Uh, Sim Snuka was the cameraman, uh, part of Deuce and Domino, uh, tag team. He was the camera guy on the outside that pretty much didn't catch Undertaker, uh, when Taker did his dive over the top rope and Sean uh, got him in the way, but he did recover after that scary moment, came back in and Sean ended up unfortunately losing, and the streak continued at 17 and 0. It was actually voted the greatest match uh, of that year, not only by WWE fans with the Slammy Awards, but it was also uh, by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter and good old Dave Meltzer and uh, possibly his voters, or however their awards are decided. The other side of the coin is the fact that the next year, Sean wanted a rematch, saying that he knows he could beat Undertaker. That started at the Slammies, and it was a last-minute decision where he called out Undertaker. I guess uh, behind the scenes they were negotiating, trying to figure it all out, and it was up to Sean, according to Vince, to decide if he wanted to do a rematch or not. Vince wasn't 100% uh, behind it. So when they accepted their the award for the Slammies for that match, he then threw down the gauntlet and Taker 
didn't want to do it uh, character wise and said no it wasn't until Shawn Michaels cost Undertaker the world title to Chris Jericho in the Elimination Chamber that Taker finally said yes let's do this but he had to put uh, Shawn had to put his career on the line it then eventually became a career ending match also a no holds barred match so everything could happen almost a uh, exact replica of the uh, match that they had the year before uh, no sim snooker or anything like that but a lot of the same things super kicks uh, tombstones a lot of ankle work uh, just a big mixture people were in awe of this match and it took Sean coming off with a uh, I believe it was a moonsault and getting caught tombstoned after Taker had said you know stay down stay down and Sean ended up losing. Taker is 18 and 0. They got up, hugged each other. Taker left. Sean got his uh, last bow. And except for the Saudi Arabia uh, match that was horrible uh, with the DX against Brothers Destruction, he actually was retired and honored that stipulation until recently. Given my choice between the two, for me, I got to go with their first match. Because it was different, the time that they also had in the uh, Royal Rumble that was almost a 15-minute match before that ended. That's why I'm going with uh, WrestleMania 25, Sean versus Taker. Steven. Uh, I went WrestleMania 25. I just I preferred it. No other reason than I just... That's just one of those things. Jonesy, is it a clean sweep? Uh, it is a clean sweep. Uh, I thought the uh, 25 match was actually the better match. There was um, less goofs by Shawn Michaels in it. Uh, he was pretty much perfect in that one. Um, what else do I got on this? Yeah, there was a bot, a bot, definitely that botch move by Taker um, flying out of the ring, even though it didn't look like he landed good, but just very hard. Um, it, it, it's actually amazing how quickly he did get up uh, from that. And who did you say was the um, the guy that was supposed to catch him? That was uh, Sim Snooker, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker's son, but he was also oh, part okay. of the team Deuce and Domino. So he was, uh, I believe... Uh, deuce of that tag cool. team. There were a bunch of greasers. Uh, Cliff Compton was the other uh, member with Cherry. Uh, I like the gimmick because I'm a grease fan, but yeah, he didn't last too long. But Which is unfortunate because that was probably a tag team that they could have done a lot with. Two guys that could have done so much. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about those uh, guys on another episode when we talk about 90s tag teams or 2000s tag teams. But, uh, yeah, 2,000 tag teams. But, so that's a clean sweep for WrestleMania uh, 25 over 26, which puts it into matchup number one officially. And that is then the Twin Towers, Shawn Michaels and Mario Gennetti's first uh, WrestleMania match going against the match that we just talked about. The upside is these were tag, tag team specialists going against the guys who cost uh, – the mega powers to explode. If you watch uh, Twin Towers, think oddly enough, they never won the tag team titles. 
but they had a great manager in Slick. We talked about Kenneth uh, John. I mean, yeah, was it Ken Johnson uh, last week? Uh, as be, being the son of uh, another wrestler that's blowing my mind at the moment, but they were worked good together up until just before WrestleMania six when they blew up. But tag team specialists, they were all over the place uh, doing uh, missile drop kicks. Unfortunately, their size did not match up, and they got blocked. Uh, it was not a match that led to anything. Uh, nothing started it to get there. It was during a time when WrestleManias did have like one or two big matches, and everything else, they spit out a card and said, here you go. And WrestleMania 5 was loaded with a lot of tag team matches. Given choice, obviously, between these two, I'm going WrestleMania 25. With Sean and Taker. Steve, uh, this one's pretty. This one's pretty easy to me. It's it's uh, twenty five. Yeah. Jonesy, here we go. Uh, the name you're looking for was Rufus R. Jones. Yes, thank you. Uh, also known as Freight Train Jones. Uh, yeah, th this one's uh, fairly easy. Um, it's the Undertaker match. The other match is fine. Uh, there's a couple of spots uh, in that, um, of course, idiot Morella and uh, his uh, terrible five counts. He he would just let the Rockers, not once but twice, just go in the ring and do whatever they wanted for like 20, 30 seconds, um, as Jesse Ventura pointed out. Um, there, was, uh, there was a, oh yeah, there's a big ass splash by Akeem and boss, the boss man power bomb to Shawn Michaels is pretty beauty. And um, that's how that match ended was with a power bomb and then Akeem splat. So it was a good uh, take team match, but no competition for Undertaker, uh, Undertaker match. Excellent. So Shawn Michaels uh, Taker moves on to round number two, which brings us to our second matchup, which is Steve Austin versus Bret Hart, and I don't know. Go ahead, so Stephen. So I'm going to start with WrestleMania 14 um, for Steve Austin. So in January, Austin won the Royal Rumble while Shawn Michaels retained his uh, WWF World Heavyweight um, Championship, both under uh, while Mike Tyson, I believe he was in a skybox for that show. If I or they're calling it director's box, but uh, so the following uh, week on Raw, McMahon revealed that Tyson would be part of this uh, as special guest WrestleMania, a special guest referee at WrestleMania. Um, and then Austin showed up, and I would say this is pretty much where the Monday Night Wars changed uh, when Austin gave the middle finger to Tyson, offered to fight him. Um, Kind of, I can remember watching that and being completely in awe. Um, uh, coming up to that, you just could tell. Well, there was a No Way Out of Texas in Your House, which uh, was an eight-man non-sanctioned um, match. Michaels declined to participate in it and asked Austin won by pinning the Road Dog. Um, they... It was very interesting uh, going into it. Um, 
I think we all, at least myself, I thought Michaels was going to win it. But in 20 minutes and eight seconds, Steve Austin beat Shawn Michaels um, with uh, Tyson punching um, Michaels. And then Michaels was gone for, what was it, four years? Four and a half years. Yeah, because he hurt his back. Uh, now I'm going to move on to WrestleMania 12 versus Bret Hart in the Iron Man match. Um, it, basically, the concept was whoever had the most falls in 60 minutes would win. Um, Michaels won the chance to face WrestleMania or Bret Hart at WrestleMania because he won the 96 Royal Rumble. And then he defeated Owen Hart at In Your House 6 for the right to keep his title shot. Um I would say this is probably one of the best matches I've ever seen. Um, basically, Michaels wins because it has to go into overtime because neither competitor got a fall in the 60 minutes. Um, so Michaels beat Bret Hart one nothing in a sudden death overtime in one hour and one minute and 56 seconds. Ongoing Bret Hart. The okay. match versus Bret Hart at 12. Jonesy. Um, the first match, Austin, WrestleMania 14, uh, fantastic match. It actually shows how good Shawn Michaels was at that time. The, the moves that he was still able to execute and take, having the back issue that he did, and knowing it's his last match for a while and being pissed off at the world and all that, He's still put on one hell of a show. That's why, to me, he he is a well-respected wrestler because he definitely gave it his all when he was out there. Um, some of the things in this, uh, it had a big fight feel to it where a lot of his other matches, even though you know it was a big fight, it just didn't feel as much as this one because it was also a big fight for Austin, of course. Um, there was an ass shot in this Um uh, Shawn Michaels has a lot of matches where he shows his butt and um, uh, didn't disappoint in this one. Um, Tyson, uh, I love the fact that Tyson gives Austin a great nasty wedgie and Austin turns around after it. And uh, I'm not sure what he said, but uh, I'm sure it wasn't super kind. Um, what I didn't like about this match is the end of it. I hated the end of this. The fact that, okay, Tyson gets in, no problem. But the how fast the count was completely ruined the match for me. Um, I, I did not like that part of the match. Everything else I thought was well done. That, I to this day, I just don't understand why Tyson did such a fast count. Why would they tell him to do such a fast count? Or did he do that by accident? Because it just... It, it didn't make it didn't make sense. Um, so that one he goes up against Brett. Uh, this match is very good. Um, it's not one of my favorite matches. I personally think the match is pretty boring. However, it is a fantastic match. I just I don't like watching our matches, um, but they pace it out well. It's basically a textbook on. If you want to stretch out a match and keep the crowd in it, this is how you do it. 
Today, though, I don't think, especially at a WrestleMania-type audience, that that match would fly now. There's too many slow spots and there's too much um, staying on the mat and just doing a hold. Uh, but that that was it was kind of a mix of old wrestling and the newer wrestling uh, uh, together. I got to go with the Bret Hart WrestleMania 12 match only because it is a good match. It's just not one of my favorites. Okay. Um, just a quick footnotes on that. Uh, Shawn Michaels for number 14. People didn't know if he was even going to make it because of his back being injured with that taker match at Royal Rumble. And he missed the, the pay-per-view beforehand because of his back. But then just with this attitude and the drugs issues and stuff like that, apparently Taker was on standby to kick his ass if he had refused to uh, drop the belt to uh, Austin. But I remember going out uh, before he went to the ring, he uh, dedicated the match to Hebner, who had had a brain aneurysm that same weekend, and that's why Kyoto was the uh, referee of the match. And then with the t uh, Bret Hart one, they did the whole thing, making Brett almost like the, the old guy and Sean being the uh, young guy, doing the zip line in, the boyhood dream. I would kind of agree with uh, Iron Man matches. The problem is you know when there's a time limit stipulation that you can ignore 90% of it and come back and wait for the uh, last five minutes to heat up. Uh, they played a swerve with doing the uh, overtime and that gave Brett more cause to be pissed off and being Brett Hart. Um, I loved uh, Sean winning uh, that one. I loved Steve winning the other one. I'm throwing Steve a uh, vote, even though Brett is moving on, which takes us to our next matchup, which is WrestleMania 9, Tatanka, and WrestleMania 21, Kurt Angle. Jonesy. All right, and this is for the IC belt. Um, this was the first match on the card as far as on the pay-per-view, televised pay-per-view. Um, this match went for 18 minutes and 13 seconds. I think the only other match was just a tiny bit longer than that was the Hogan Beefcake uh, tag team match. Um, to start off, uh, Sean... Uh, is the first one down with Luna, who I believe was um, new at the time. I think that was her first appearance uh, in the WWE, at least on TV. Um, it was at uh, Las Vegas, at Caesars, outdoors. Uh, a lot of people shit on WrestleMania 9. I personally think it's still in the top 10. It's one of the first WrestleManias that really felt it didn't feel big but it 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 had a great set i'm a guy for sets i love sets and uh, that one i i, I mean I, i'm still amazed at it's 1993 and how good that outdoor screen was in that much sunshine i know we're not talking about the match but uh, i'd like both all the entrances it was fantastic anyways um this was actually one of the better matches on the card. Uh, Sean is, uh, of course, came out first, then Tatanka, uh, and Tatanka came out with Sherry. It starts with the feeling out process. Uh, Sean was on the top rope, jumps, 
and an arm drag catch by Tatanka. Um, uh, Michaels, of course, does his uh, turnbuckle turnbuckle flip um, move that he does a lot. Uh, and I, I put that in the high spot category because he, especially a lot of times he goes to the floor when he does that. It can, it can mess mess up if he doesn't do it right. Uh, awkward sunset flip. Spent some time on Sean's shoulder. Sean uh, from the apron spot uh, does a spot there. Uh, back and forth in the ring. Tonka does his war dance comeback shtick. And Sean caught in a power slam from the top rope. Was pretty damn good. Uh, and Sherry then sheets, kind of ruining the whole damn thing. And Sean is counted out. Uh, so it was a loss for him, but it was a good match where I'd say 50 to 60% of the matches were good on that card, but the stinkers were big stinkers. Uh, there was four high spots in that match. Uh, and that's going against the angle match at WrestleMania 21. It was the sixth match on the card, and it, he lost by submission in this one. Uh, and the match went for 27 minutes and 27 seconds. And there was four high spots in this. Uh, I counted uh, high spots, basically a spot where if he does it wrong, he could freak himself up pretty good. Um, or the other guy, kind of. But anyways... It uh, starts with uh, Michael slapping Angle, so there's some taunting going on. Angle, Angle. Angle takes him down quickly. Uh, they do some fine mat wrestling, feeling out process. Angle uh, starts to work on Michael's back. Uh, crash and burn elbow drop by Michael's. Uh, awkward cross body to Angle from top rope to outside. I just looked awkward. Uh, the crowd was into this match uh, pretty good. A weird turn moonsault on the outside to the table. That also looked, that really looked weird, but just because he turned and then the way he hit, uh, the crowd was stirring at this point uh, just before that happened. And then the elbow drop and sweet chin music into the ankle lock, which was kind of cool. And that was it, submission. Both matches, I think, are pretty good. Um, The better match is the angle match, um, but that Tatanka match show uh, how good he was at an, at that point, only being about two, three years into being on his own. But the angle one, I have to go for. Yeah, uh, I'm going to also vote for uh, the angle match. Um, if you listen to the angle podcast that uh, I think it's now just episode number three, that Conrad Thompson's doing with him on Sundays. He talks about that match and everything uh, behind the scenes on that one. Um, but the Tatanka match, they were still caught in that hole. Probably wasn't going to go with Tatanka, but Marty Jannetty wasn't around just like for WrestleMania 8. There was a lot of setups for that, but they kept on failing. It just seemed like a regular match, even though it was a nice opener. There was a lot more action uh, being focused on the women involved. So it was just a match, in my opinion. So, of course, I'm going with Kurt Angle, even though Sean lost in that effort. Stephen? Unmute. 
Clean sweep. Yeah, I hit mute. My bad. It, it, no brainer. Clean sweep. Yeah. Okay. So that one is uh, in the books. Uh, Angle and Sean moving on to the next round, which gives us match number four of this. And we're doing Mr. McMahon against Tito Santana. Um, I just said the same thing with uh, Tatanka's match with Tito Santana at WrestleMania 8. Um, Tito was doing the gimmick Al Matador at that point. So he was wearing his avocado and pink and gold uh, thing. So he wasn't the Tito Santana. He was more of a cartoon character. It was a match because Sean needed a match, I'm uh, assuming. And so did Tito because he was still around. Sean had just turned heel, and with uh, Marty not around due to uh, his own personal demons, it is what it is. Um, then when you go to the other side of things, and it's uh, Vince McMahon. It started off with Vince trying to humble Sean and uh, be under his control. Wanted the old Shawn Michaels back instead of the Bible-thumping Shawn Michaels and uh, said he'll screw Sean just like uh, he screwed Brett, which I thought Brett screwed Brett, but oh well, whatever. Uh, they had a lot of interaction there. Finally, uh, at one point, Shawn Michaels was forced to kiss Mr. McMahon's ass, thanks to Shane, and eventually they did uh, agree to have the match. It was going to be a no-holds-barred match, which definitely... Uh, helps cover up Vince's shortcomings. I thought I heard at one point this was supposed to be actually Eddie Guerrero against uh, Sean, but of course Eddie passed away uh, months before that, and so they had to change direction. And then during this uh, no-holds-barred match, you had interference from the Spirit Squad where Sean got rid of them using their little blowhorn and tossing uh, Kenny into all of them. Uh, say goodbye to Dolph Ziggler, but then out came uh, Shane McMahon hitting Sean with the kendo stick. He got rid of uh, Shane after handcuffing him uh, to the uh, ropes and beat him with the kendo stick. Vince staggered a bunch of times, and Sean didn't pull the trigger on the sweet chin music. Eventually got out a ladder, put a garbage can on uh, Vince McMahon, put him on a table, Climbed a really tall ladder, which I believe Jonesy said was an 11 rung one. Uh, so instead of a standard one that you'd have in your home. And he jumped off with an elbow through the table and garbage can and Vince took that off him, super kicked him, sweet chin music, one, two, three. And Sean has a victory at WrestleMania, one of his six. And so, yeah, I'm definitely going with Vince McMahon uh, match. Uh, they, he brought out a lot of events that only Shawn Michaels did, really. Steven? It's Vince McMahon. As, uh, it just... Early Michaels is just not that entertaining, especially against some of these guys. I love Tito Santana, but it was the avocado. So We know McMahon's moving on, but is it a clean sweep? Jonesy? Uh, yeah, it's a clean sweep. Um, but that, you know, that Tito Santana match uh, wasn't half bad. And, um, you know, even though Tito was in the avocado 
outfit, he did pay respects to Reba McIntyre, who um, sang the anthem that year. And this was, again, for the, um, uh, it was the first match. And Shawn Michaels did a lot of first and second matches of WrestleManias until he uh, finally broke. Um, but the crowd was into that match. Um, it was a botched, end, a, a botched ending that really sticks out for me in this match. Uh, uh, it looked like Sherry was supposed to hold Tito's leg. Uh, Tito's leg just gives out on him in a weird way. And then Sean forces him down. And it kind of looks like Sherry was supposed to be there. She wasn't. So Tito was still acting like she was. And Sean realized that he, she wasn't there. So he was trying to make it look you know, legitimate when he went down. It just looked really odd to me. On that alone, uh, the McMahon uh, match wins. There's a lot of stuff in that McMahon match. Uh, there's only two real high spots in that match that Sean does that are really dangerous, and they were whoppers. Um, uh, and that ladder, 11 rungs, not including the top um, part, uh, normally those are seven rungs. Okay, so uh, Vince McMahon moves on, and our next matchup is Haku and Barbarian, the Faces of Fear in WCW, uh, taking on John Cena at WrestleMania 23. So this is a pretty easy one for me. Uh, WrestleMania 23 at Ford Field. Uh, I was there for this match. Um Basically, the main rivalry on Raw brand was between Cena and Michaels over the championship. Um, the Undertaker won Royal Rumble, and he went after Batista on the SmackDown side. I remember that match as well. Um, Michaels defeated Edge and Orton in a triple threat match to get a chance to face Cena at WrestleMania. Um, and live in person, it was actually a really good match. Um, which you wouldn't have thought right away, but I mean, it was actually a really good match. I believe they win the tag titles from rated RKO. I'm not really sure. It's a blur. Um, but I mean, Michael's at the time, their entrances were, were amazing. I can remember it. I remember the um, uh, Cena was driving the car and it's made it look like it smashed through the glass to get to the entrance. It was really good um, uh, entrances. So I'm going John Cena. Cena beat uh, Michaels in this match by via submission in 28 minutes and 20 seconds. I'm going John Cena. Jonesy. I wonder how much that glass uh, smash uh, costs because it's rigged up to do that and it looks really cool. Uh, I think they had a little trouble with the camera work on that one because you barely get to see it going through the front, um, but it still was cool. You th it must be really expensive or they do it more often like they used to do it with uh, Austin a few times and I maybe I forget someone else I think they did it with too, but... Anyways, it's a cool thing. It's enough to win uh, for me. Uh, he does the usual stuff in this match. Uh, 
the um, uh, the turnbuckle flippy match, which he's really good at doing. Um, and it's a bloody affair in this match, especially on Michael's part. Um, it's just a it's 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 a pretty good match. Okay, so uh, Cena Michaels WrestleMania 23 moves on to the second round, and we go to our next match. It was Jonesy, the triple threat for oh, WrestleMania 20. Is that a clean sweep? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Just keeping track of it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so triple threat match, uh, Benoit, Michael, I mean, and Triple H, and the latter match at WrestleMania 10. Jonesy? All right. So um, this was the 12th match in the event. I'm not counting the dark matches. Um, this is the main event. It was a loss for Michaels, and the match went for 24 minutes and 47 seconds. And there's four good high spots on this that Shawn Michaels does that he could have killed himself. Um, Shawn came out first. Uh, there's some mat wrestling going on. Uh, nice slap fest uh, between Benoit and Shawn. Uh, a feeling out process. Uh, Triple H disappears for a while. I'm not exactly sure what happened. One thing I didn't like in this match, especially that first time where Triple H leaves and lets the other two uh, wrestle, the, the spots where they did that were too long for the hold for what happened to them to stay out. Uh, I the, These earlier triple threat matches are not as good as what we see now. Um, as far as making it make a little more sense of why he's been out there for so damn long. Uh, there's top root, uh, moon, rope moonsault to the floor, um, both Triple H and Benoit. That's really good. Um, he does his high uh, elbow, similar to Macho Man, but, you know, without the pizzazz. Uh, he does switch in music inside uh, uh, turnbuckle move or sorry the inside out turnbuckle move he kind of does it twice that flippy move and sean is very bloody on his head at this point uh benoit table spot teamed by both triple h and benoit sean gets dumped over the top rope and triple h slaps uh sorry taps out to the crippler all in all it's a pretty good match um especially for a main event it, it delivered and the next one razor Everyone goes on about this ladder match. Um, I think there's much better ladder matches now, but this did set the bar high to begin with. Um, they did have some test matches that he shot Michaels that were decent, but this was really the one that kind of started the whole ladder match craze in the WWF, but it did take a little bit a while for them to continually start doing them as a regular kind of special feature. Uh, so it's a set ladder. I see championship is on the line. It's the night match and it's the second to last match. Uh, and it is a loss for Shawn Michaels And this match only actually lasted for 14 minutes and 87 seconds, but it seems like a lot longer. Um, Sean was the first out with Diesel back and forth out process. Uh, Diesel gets the early boot to the back um, uh, to the back by the ref. Um, Shawn Michaels does his uh, turnbuckle flippy thing hard to the floor. Uh, ladder was brought into the match about the seven minute mark. Um, Razor uh, had 
Razor has the ladder and is putting it in the ring when Shawn Michaels does the baseball slide, uh, throws the ladder at Razor. At this point, um, Vince McMahon is overselling this match, in my opinion, especially when it comes to the baseball slide. It's that not that neat of a move, um, but he treated it like, oh, my God, this was the most amazing thing he ever seen. Uh uh, through the ladder at Razor, that personally I thought was a hell of a lot more impressive than the other move. Uh, Razor treats the uh, ladies to Sean's ass for this one from the ladder. Uh, so uh, everyone gets a great view of it. Uh, off of the fifth row with the elbow by Michaels, clotheslines himself, uh, falling from the ladder onto the rope. I think they kind of did that, that one too many times because it kind of ends with a similar move, except he crotches himself. Um, so he goes over the uh, top turnbuckle after getting thrown into the ladder, hitting the floor, some offense by Razor using the ladder. Sean does a ladder spot outside the ring, then falls hanging onto the ladder. Michaels jumps from the top turnbuckle into Razor and ladder. Ladder falls slowly, but it does hit Sean hard on the back. Um, it looks like it hurt. It may not have, but it looks like it freaking hurt. Uh, both go to the top of the ladder. Sean's knocked off um, and does uh, uh, a soft drop kick uh, to get Razor off. Uh, that was one of the only moves really in the whole match that didn't look like it quite went as well as they wanted to. Um, ladder then falls on Razor from the corner, and then Sean climbs the ladder just to be knocked off again, doing the crotch thing on the top rope, and he gets tied up into it, giving Razor enough time to climb up the broken ladder and win. A pretty good match. Uh, it has a lot more spots in it than I re remembered it having. Uh, it definitely wins this round. So your vote is for Razor? Yes. I, too, am voting on Razor uh, winning this one because um, Shawn Michaels sort of weaseled his way into that WrestleMania 20 match. Uh, his feud with Triple H should have been over and done with uh, beforehand, but he kept on just sliding in. He super kicked uh, Benoit to, as he was going to sign the contract and put his name on it, so it made a triple threat. But this match was to build Benoit. It wasn't anything about Shawn. The uh, WrestleMania 10 match, it made Sean and uh, Razor. For myself, it was the first time I saw two champ uh, two people claim to be the champion and uh, fight for a unanimous champion, uh, undisputed champion. Uh, Brad Hart was kind of pissed off that it wasn't him in the water match because him and Sean did it before as a uh, example to events, and then it got given to Sean and Razor. So, of course, more fuel to the fire in Brett and Sean's uh, hate. But, yeah, I'm going with uh, Sean and Razor. Steven? I'm going the same thing. I mean, I wouldn't have actually liked to see Bret Hart in this match. I think it would have not been as good, but it's definitely the Razor Ramon. Well, the upside for Brad in that event was the fact that he got an amazing opening match with uh, his brother oh. to start and then ended up winning the title at the end. So, Sour Grapes, you didn't get uh, the ladder match, uh, the first ever pay-per-view ladder match, but look what you got. You got an amazing match with your brother and you got a title. So, it is what it is. Our uh, seventh matchup is WrestleMania 11. 
show? No, no. Okay, WrestleMania 11 Diesel uh, taking on the uh, WrestleMania 19 uh, matchup with Chris Jericho. So Shawn Michaels uh, and Diesel broke up months beforehand. Uh, leading up to this, Shawn ended up winning the 1995 uh, Royal Rumble, thinking Davey Boy Smith had won it, but Shawn executed the first ever use of that both feet much touched the ground uh, rule. He survived, dumped Davey, got the uh, win, was supposed to have Pam Anderson by his side as part of the uh, stipulation for that uh, Royal Rumble win. And that led up to uh, WrestleMania. He had a de- uh, Psycho Sid as his bodyguard. And now he had two best friends, former best friends, going against each other. The biggest problem with this match is the fact that Sean was sort of playing a fan favorite uh, and the underdog because of his size over Diesel. Yeah, he was supposed to be the the heel in the whole thing. It didn't make sense. The David and Goliath sort of aspect. Uh, There's too many cameramen around ringside. You could tell Sean was agitated by that because he dragged actually one of the cameramen away. Uh, Sid got uh, uh, kicked out of uh, the ringside area. He ended up coming down with Jenny McCarthy, and Diesel was with Pam Anderson uh, for the entrances. Diesel ends up winning uh, the match, had both ladies, and that was pretty much it. And it wasn't even the main event for the world title because the next match was Bam Bam against LT as the main event for that show. The next night on uh, Raw, Sid ends up turning on Sean because Sean didn't want him uh, interfering again and causing him uh, to not get the title. And he turns fan favorite when Diesel ends up uh, getting him, uh, saving him. Behind the scenes, uh, you hear stories of Bruce Pritchard uh, saying that him and Pat were trying to push Sean as a fan favorite, and uh, Vince was like, no, 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 he's a heel, he's a heel, he's a heel, until that WrestleMania match, and he's like, God damn it, he's a heel. I mean, he's a face. Why didn't you guys tell me this? And they had to quickly do that switch that they did on Raw. Then you go to the other side, and it's Chris Jericho. Jericho wanted to always be Shawn Michaels, and they started going against each other, costing each other Royal Rumble matchups and stuff like that, attacking each other and just one-upping each other. And uh, Jericho was a heel at that time, and they had a really good back-and-forth small guy matchup, uh, flying around, great uh, punch-for-punch sort of style because they were so evenly matched and Jericho ends up uh, losing the match after getting hit with the super kick. They do the whole, uh, you know, Oh, you were great. You're great hug type deal. And Jericho then nails uh, Sean with a low blow and walks out on him. I got to go with the Jericho match just because of how insignificant sort of that, first title uh, matchup uh, for Sean going after Diesel was, and it wasn't the main event, and it just looked kind of bad. Steven? I'm going with Diesel because I can't stand Jericho. Okay. So our first sort of tiebreaker is going to Jonesy, who is advancing. Unfortunately, I... I didn't bother watch re-watching the Diesel match. Um, 
I thought Diesel sucked. I didn't like him until he turned into Nash and went over to WCW. He still sucked there, but at least he he had a better presence there, I think. Um, the Jericho match is just better from what I remember of the Diesel match. Um, but I don't think Jericho's match is going to make it to the past the next round, um, but I'm still giving it to the Jericho uh, match. It did have uh, it did have the shitty entrance uh, for Shawn Michaels in this one. It was supposed to be a good entrance, but they chose to go with uh, these really crappy glitter guns that, like, I'm sorry, WWE, where did you get this stuff from? Uh, like, only four out of the six worked and you could tell that michael's i think he mouse at a point after the fourth one that i'm i don't think i'm going to do any more of these <laughs> um there's a few good uh, moves in that match jericho okay and our final matchup of this uh first round rick flair versus the orient express steven well my this is an easy one. It's going to be Ric Flair. So let's talk about that one. Because this is the retirement match. Uh, February 25th on Raw. Flair challenges Shawn Michaels to a match at WrestleMania. Uh, Michaels accepted it after some reluctance. Um, knowing that due to our previous announcement by WWE Chairman Mick McMahon, the, the next Flair loss would result in his forced retirement. Um Flair said that it'd be an honor for him to retire at the hands of Shawn Michaels. Michaels wins. This is the the super kick. I those videos played all the time when he says "I love you" and he super kicks him. Uh, Michaels won in twenty minutes and thirty four seconds. Unfortunately, neither were at their prime. I would have loved to see a Flair versus Michaels both in the height of their prime, but uh, this one's easy. It's Ric Flair. Jonesy. Uh, sorry, I'm just reading a note here. Um, it's the Flair match. Uh, I was very impressed by Flair in this match. He, he showed that he could still wrestle when he had to, uh, and he definitely does in this one. There's some uh, fun stuff in this because – one of the few times I remember Ric Flair actually hits his move off the, the uh, top of the rope. Um, and he does something else in this. Uh, he holds the suplex, the suplex that he holds. I've never actually seen Flair hold a suplex. I'm sure he did in his younger days. Um, but um, in his definitely older days, I, I that was still, that was that, that really impressed me. Uh, the Orient Express match, go back and watch the Royal Rumble one. It's so much better, uh, and I think that match is better than the Flair match. But uh, the Flair match is definitely one of the best ones, I think, on the list, considering the participants, and that's the one that vote. Yeah, it's a, a clean sweep for uh, me on this uh, one as well. It's Ric Flair's retirement match. Orient Express with Sato and Tanaka for that one. Fuji with the uh, salt and Marty Jannetty falling over a guardrail and getting hit with a cane was the result of a countout or whatever it was. 
yeah, just not that great of a matchup. Uh, it's a shame that the technician, uh, tag team technicians did not get uh, treated better, but it's against Ric Flair as well. The match that you talked about, Jonesy, was at the Royal Rumble, and that was Kato uh, with Tanaka, which Paul Diamond was way better than Sato. But we finished round one. Steven. All right, let's go over this. So Undertaker at versus Shawn Michaels at 25 beat the Twin Towers uh, 3-0. Brad Hart at 12 beat Austin 2-1. Uh, Kurt Angle from WrestleMania 21 beat uh, the Tonka match 3-0. Miss McMahon at 22 beat Tito Santana 3-0. John Cena at WrestleMania 23 beat the Faces of Fear 3-0. Uh, Razor Ramon in the ladder match at WrestleMania 10 beat the Triple Threat at WrestleMania 20 3-0. Chris Jericho at 19 beat Diesel 2-1. And Ric Flair beat... Uh, from 24, beat the Orient Express 3-0, setting up our next round of uh, WrestleMania 25, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, versus taking on WrestleMania 12 versus Bret Hart. Uh, WrestleMania 21, Kurt Angle versus WrestleMania 22, McMahon. Uh, the next match is WrestleMania 23 versus John Cena, taking on WrestleMania 10. Uh, the ladder match versus Razor Ramon. And then the, the last uh, match of round two is WrestleMania 19 versus Chris Jericho versus WrestleMania 24, Ric Flair. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting that uh, moving on to the second round, really only one pre-retirement, uh, first retirement uh, made it through, which was the Razor Ramon match. Everything else was his second half of his career. Uh, Jonesy, your thoughts on these before we uh, move on? I was just thinking, my goodness, I hope we don't. I hope we don't do an Undertaker uh, mania because um, I'm not watching all his matches, man. Uh, <laughs> I like the Undertaker, but his earlier stuff is pretty much a snore fest. Um, he got better with age. That's about all um, I had to say. He stopped being a zombie, really. Uh, Steven, your thoughts on uh, this uh, first round before we dive in? I mean, other than the Jericho beating Diesel, it pretty much played out how I had it. Okay. I mean, so our first matchup in round two, Jonesy is Undertaker 25 versus, oh, sorry, there is a second one before uh, retirement, and that's uh, Brett 12. Yes. Uh, so, um, the Undertaker match was the seventh match in the card. It was a loss, and it went for uh, a little over a half hour. The Brett one was the seventh in the main event. Uh, he won the world title belt. Uh, I still hate the ending in this one. Um, I have to go with the Undertaker match only because, yes, the Bret Hart one is a better match as far as I think wrestling goes, but I I I really did not like WrestleMania 12's main event. I thought the whole thing was freaking pointless. That there was no falls, no pins, nothing in the match, and they had to go into sudden death overtime. What the fuck is sudden death overtime in wrestling? Fuck off! Why the hell did they bother even having? this like this whole spine 
uh, of like uh just the hour it's such a boring match to watch but it is good as far as uh, especially if you're a wrestler you probably appreciate it more than i would um I think that's about all I really want to say about that. The reason why I went with the Undertaker match is because the Bret Hart WrestleMania 12 match to me lacked emotion while they were in the ring wrestling. They did they reacted to the to the move that, but they didn't seem they did there was no hatred really. They, they, neither one of them was doing a lot to add to the story. Uh, lying besides the wrestling itself. That's all that match was, was a wrestling match. Nothing else. And yeah. wrestling. But not, you know what I mean? That's where the Undertaker match had both wrestling in it and your harder stuff. There's some great stuff that happens in that match. Uh, so it's the Undertaker match for me. Okay. Um, it's also Undertaker as well for myself. Uh, there was just more match to it than the hour of a lot of move, 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 wrestled, 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 move, 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 wrestled. You know, even though Shawn Michaels winning his first title, I got to go with uh, Taker. Steven? Oh, I went with Brett. I would much rather watch an old school hour long match. So I went with Brett. Yeah. Uh, when Jonesy, you asked about why would you uh, go that and then sudden death, it's almost like the old school with the uh, TV title. You know, you have 10 minutes and somebody would want five more minutes, you know, except for they didn't do any pinfalls or submissions during it. Maybe if you mix up and throw a couple in there for excitement and then have a tie going into the end, then you get your five more minutes or whatever uh, stipulation. But that's how... I'd, I'd like to know why Brett, after that happened, why Brett didn't go get um, Clarence, whatever his name is, the lawyer that uh, Cornette used a lot in the, the WWF. He could have he could have got that overturned because Brett Brett did not agree to those terms. I don't think Clarence Mason was existing then. Uh, so our next matchup is Kurt Angle against Vince McMahon. I prefer uh, the actual wrestling and moves of the angle match over the garbage and the interference that happened with the spirit squad and Shane and the garbage can and the table and the ladder. It just got dragging on and on. You knew Sean was going to win unless there was some very underhanded things going on, but he was always taking out the extra activity. So it didn't matter. Angle is getting it for me, Steven. Oh, angle. This is easy. Jonesy? Uh, sure. I kind of messed myself up here, so if my, if my vote doesn't count, then don't worry about me. I raised something on my board here. I have to look what the fuck's going on. What was this match supposed to be? Who against who? Kurt Angle against uh, Vince McMahon. Ah, uh, okay. That's why. Uh, you know what? I got to go with the McMahon match. No, it's not a better match as far as wrestling, but the McMahon match for me was a, a lot. It was, it, it was the, one of the best matches at that time of what wrestling was doing with all the run-ins and all that silly stuff. Um, and the fact that 
McMahon, the moves that he took, and Sean was protecting him in that match. Um, the moves that Michaels did during that match is uh, pretty impressive. The two main um, high spots in that, that's, that's the reason I'm going for that one. The angle match is, is good and all that, but there's a few things in that that there's weird movements going on that if, if you know, skating uh, gods as far as wrestling was, you know, people were um, uh, scoring it like skating in that, they would have got a lot of points taken off them. Okay, so we have Cena versus Razor, 23 versus 10. Steven? As much as I was there for the Cena match at 23, I'm going the Razor. Uh, the latter match took Shawn Michaels to the next level, even though he lost it. Jonesy? I agree, and uh, Zena, especially in this show's um, – he definitely has a different style of wrestling. I've, I've, I think he's, I, I, I like him as a wrestler more on the microphone than actually in the ring. He's a bit of a clunky wrestler, especially early on. He, how he takes his moves and delivers them are kind of weird. Okay. So I too am going to go with, uh, Razor over, uh, Cena. And our final matchup in round number two is going to be, I lost it for a second, Jericho versus Ric Flair. Jonesy? Uh, did, 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 did. It, for me, it's Flair. Uh, Jericho match, again, it, it, you know what? Oh, that's hard to say. Actually, I think I, I I remembered what I was thinking before. I'm sorry. I'm giving that one to Jericho because the Jericho match is the better wrestled match, and they definitely I think they could have had better match than this one. Um, there there's some good stuff in this one. The Flair match was fantastic, especially considering how old Flair was at the time and the moves that were done. But I match I, I actually enjoyed the wrestling part a lot more in this one and for myself I'm gonna go with uh, Rick Flair uh, just the emotion that was put into the whole thing he had his whole family including Reed who was alive at that time we saw uh, young Charlotte Flair Ashley uh, ringside the moment of I'm sorry I love you and super kick what more can you ask for for a match and somebody's retirement? So I got to go with that. And Steven, you're the tiebreaker. Oh, it's Razor Ramon. No. Or Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair. I was looking ahead. Oh, smoking what? <laughs> okay, so Ric Flair moves on, and we look at our bracket for the – Semifinals. So in round two, we had an Undertaker from 25 beat Brett 2-1. Uh, uh, Kurt Angle beat from 21 beat McMahon from 22 2-1. Uh, Razor Ramon from WrestleMania 10 beat John Cena 3-0 uh, from WrestleMania 23. And Ric Flair from WrestleMania 24 beat Chris Jericho from 19 2-1. Sets up our semifinals of The Undertaker at, from WrestleMania 25, 
versus the match versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 24. And in the other semis, it's the match, uh, the uh, ladder match from WrestleMania 10 versus Razor Ramon versus the retirement match uh, with Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair at WrestleMania 24. Okay, so uh, any surprises going into this? I had the heart match going to the finals, but that was the only one difference. Broken bracket there. Jonesy, your thoughts? Anything surprising? No, no. Actually, I'm not uh, very surprised at all. Okay. Well, we go to our first semifinal match, and it is Undertaker against Kurt Angle. Uh, wow, two great matches. Uh, I'd have to say Kurt's and Sean's was more technical uh, compared to... Uh, Undertaker and Sean, but they told a full story, I think, with that, even uh, with the botch with the uh, dive over the top rope, that falls on uh, Snuka for that one. Uh, I don't know if Sean and Angle got uh, any slammies or Wrestling Observer Newsletter awards, but Sean and Taker did, so I'm voting for Taker over Angle. Steven? Oh, I'm going Taker. I love that match. So, and Jonesy, it's a clean sweep. I agree that the angle match was more technical, especially at the beginning. There's some fine mat wrestling going on there, uh, but the Undertaker match—it was just a bigger match. It uh, uh, and even that botch was a good thing for that match because people talk about it. It's brutal to watch, but in the same again, it was the fact that. Undertaker was able to continue and did hurt himself real bad on that. Um, it'd be a different story. The botch would have definitely changed uh, the match if Undertaker hurt himself on that. Okay, so Undertaker's moving to the finals. Going to be a hard one to beat, but can one of these two beat it? Steven, WrestleMania 10, Razor Ramon, WrestleMania 24. Nature Boy, Ric Flair, retirement. I'm going WrestleMania 10. i much rather watch the ladder match. Um, unfortunately, Ric Flair was not the Ric Flair that we all knew, and same with Shawn Michaels, so I'd much rather watch the ladder match. So I'm going Razor Ramon. Jonesy? Uh, I agree and disagree. Uh, I think Ric Flair, that was one of his matches in a long time it's one of my favorite matches of his because of his age and what he was able to pull out in that match uh he hadn't wrestled that hard in a while you could tell that he was it was getting to him during the match but he kept up with and to keep up with michaels at that time is pretty impressive and i think michaels honestly i think he was to me he was at the top of his game during that time maybe not he wasn't as good in the ring but he had everything together as far as putting on a match and helping her through that match protecting him when he needed to the same thing that he did with man or some things he did there uh definitely in the brett match sean michaels um uh, uh, kind of Brett in one spot. Uh, I believe he half caught uh, Brett with his arm and really slowed Ooh. him down. 
Um, I'm just We're talking about. Well, I know I and I know we are, but I'm saying how good Shawn Michaels is at protecting the other wrestlers. Um, that's why I continued on with those. Um, it's it's the Razor match though. Even though I rather watch the other match, the Razor match is so well put together of a match. Well, that makes it a clean sweep because uh, yeah, I was going to go with Razor as well. Uh, the Flair. Michael's match has a lot of emotion to it. But if they were at their prime, wow. They definitely were not. Uh, Sean would be gone two years later. And just, I don't think uh, Sean had fell down that rabbit hole of uh, not people not liking him and the drugs and everything that happened. So he was in his prime, definitely against Razor. So, Steven, one more time. So, in our semifinals, we had uh, The Undertaker from WrestleMania 25 beat the, uh, Kurt Angle from WrestleMania 24. So, move, it moves The Undertaker to the finals. And WrestleMania 10, Razor Ramon beat 24 versus Ric Flair 3-0 as well. Setting up the finals of WrestleMania 25 versus The Undertaker versus the latter match of WrestleMania 10 versus Razor Ramon. Okay. And, Jonesy, you get to... Uh... Start that. Let's see. Uh, seventh match for the Undertaker match on the card. The match went for a little over a half hour, while the Razor one only went for about 15. But there was, you know, uh, that was pretty good considering it was one of the first ladder matches and some of the moves they, they took, they didn't really know how. You know, I don't think they knew some of those moves, how it would end up. But they didn't have the referees quite doing what they were doing later on, where they were really helping protect the, the wrestlers um, and communicating. I got to give it to the Razor match, though, uh, even though I'd rather watch the Undertaker match, uh, probably because I've seen the Razor ladder match so many times. Um, there's much better matches now, but as far as putting together a f only a 15-minute ladder match and really having that ladder match in for just a little over half of the match, it's 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 a very, very good match. So for me, I think that's his best match, not just what he was able to perform, but the person he was dancing with, it just worked yeah, it helps that you're uh, in there with one of your best friends, uh, part of the click members uh, and everything with that. And as I said earlier in the uh, talking about it, first time I'd ever seen two guys claim to be the champion and then the both belts up there and you f see that final thing where Razor's holding the uh, titles outstretched in his Razor pose, but the gold just uh, gleaming there in Madison Square Gardens. As much as I love the Undertaker and Sean match, your winner is going to be Razor Ramon and WrestleMania 10. But Steven, was it a clean sweep? Do you know where that, what, what one that's from? The theme to WrestleMania 10. Yeah, I think 
the Razor Ramon ladder match was his best match, hands down. So that's the one I had winning it. So there we go. Uh, that is our uh, rundown of Mr. WrestleMania. All 17 of his uh, WrestleMania matches. It's unfortunate that the Rockers were treated uh, as badly as they were. Uh, it's unfortunate that his first couple of matches as a singles competitor in eight and nine were not as great as they were. But then his first big one being number 10 set him on the path to greatness, basically. And so, uh, WrestleMania 10, Razor Ramon, it takes it. So next week, uh, do we'll think, be back. Do you think that uh, out of all the different themes and songs that WrestleMania made, that one that was used in the earlier one, earlier WrestleManias, that's my favorite. Would you I say that's that. your favorite? So uh, next week, we'll be back with another edition of Fantasy Warfare Tournament. We will uh, look at another aspect of WrestleMania. We're going to uh, talk about that uh, this week and get it out there for you next Wednesday at 6 p.m. And we'll uh, definitely highlight something that was uh, worth uh, looking back on in the history of WrestleMania on our road to WrestleMania 2037. On April 10th and 11th. Guys, you got anything uh, you want to plug before we get out of here? Well, uh, the new slugging with uh, Stephen O'Neill featuring this week, Gabriel Fuez. Um, it's a, quite of a good read. He's quite an interesting guy. Uh, that's at cwnonline.ca. Again, that's slugging with Stephen O'Neill featuring, and this week is Gabriel Fuez. I'm probably pronouncing his last name wrong for Reza. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, Jonesy, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, yes. Um, the, uh, this week in wrestling, uh, history it's Thursdays, it's at noon and you get to hear me screw up a lot of Japanese names, especially this week, I think, because there's going to be some Japanese stuff. There's a lot of birthdays this week. And, uh, yeah, that'll be Thursday at 8 p.m. Plus, join Stephen and myself uh, Thursdays at 8 p.m. for uh, the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. And also join us every day at 7 and noon on the Facebook uh, page where we're putting up votes for the third annual Ontario Independent Wrestling March Madness Tournament. 64 uh, talent from all across Ontario competing to be the last one standing, almost like Highlander in a way. We've had a good response. We've added some more people to the Facebook group. We're on our way to 500 members, and uh, we definitely enjoy the votes. We'll uh, review where we're standing Thursday at 8 p.m. and who's advanced uh, so far in the first round, and maybe even give a preview of what is coming up the following week. So definitely join us daily, 7 and 12, on the Facebook page for your daily vote. And let's have some fun because we also get the talent involved with uh, some great uh, promos. So we're out of here. Thank you for joining us on YouTube, Facebook, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network, and the Johnners Podcasting Network. See you later. 
If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, Stephen, and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then, Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. Relive title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m. for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network.